Hi, my name is Kevin Vondro, Chief Lending Officer at Westfield Bank and host of Sharing Knowledge. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the future of work and what it means for employees and businesses. So please join us for this episode. But before we get into our topic today, let's introduce our guests. Our first guest is Dan Spring, president of NAI Spring. Dan, why don't you give us a background on yourself and, and what your role is at NAI Spring? Sure, thanks, Kevin. Uh, so we're actually involved in four different real estate companies. Lemon Development, a commercial development group. Uh, Danbury Senior Living, we operate 17 uh, senior and assisted living facilities throughout the state of Ohio. Uh, Brookwood Management, which actually manages not only those 17 facilities, but also office, retail, industrial. And then my primary role is with NAI Spring. I'm the president of that. We're, we're a commercial industrial real estate company with offices in North Canton uh, and also in West Virginia. Okay, great. Thanks for joining us today. Our next guest is Yvette Zingery, who's partner and interior design leader at Seoul Harris Day Architecture. Yvette, why don't you tell us about your role and, and what you do at, uh, at your company? Sure. So, yes, I've been with Seoul Harris Day for 13 years. We're a mid-sized architectural firm in Stark County, Ohio, in North Canton. And we specialize in basically three sectors of work, primarily um, education, that includes K-12 as well as higher ed, uh, workplace, and then recreation. So I'm happy to be here today. Okay. Well, thank you both for joining us. So today's topic we're going to talk about is the future of work. And when you think about it, there's been a lot of drivers um, around that. Uh, you think you think about it, it's it's definitely technology. Technology's always developing and changing. So it, it's it's keeping up with that. Um, but not only that, it, it's it's the workforce. As the workforce changes, as more and more millennials come into that workforce, you have to adapt and, and, and grow around that. And then really one of the most recent uh, influencers has, has definitely been the pandemic. When you, when you think about uh, COVID and what that has done um, to our work environments and, and how we have adjusted to that. So when we think about these drivers, um, you know, I got, I'm gonna start with you, Yvette. Like what are some of the major ones or, or, or most influential that, that's impacted um, the future of, of the work space and, and environment? Yeah, so definitely COVID-19, um, and we say that it's been more of an accelerator than necessarily a driver. So there were definitely some trends toward remote work and virtual meetings and things like that that were in place before the pandemic, obviously, but really when COVID happened and everybody went remote for the last year, um, it's just really accelerated a lot of those trends. So we've been looking um, into this topic and doing some research with um, businesses in Northeast Ohio and just seeing how they're responding to some of those changes and trends. Okay, great. Dan, when we think about that, what are, what are some of the, the main drivers that, uh, that you see out there that, that are influencing uh, you know, like the future of, of the workspace? Sure, I mean, I mean, I mean, I think like Yvette said, that's the main one is this COVID has just pushed everything forward so much more. I mean, who would have thought from a commercial real estate standpoint over the last year, we still drive by several buildings where there's just nobody in the parking lot. So it certainly has been a big disruptor and a, and a change for our industry and, and really is, is gonna change the way people are gonna work moving forward. I mean, not only are we gonna have people that are gonna be working from home, but there's some that are gonna work in the office. And I think for the most part, a lot of them are gonna be doing more of a hybrid where they do a little bit of both. 
Yeah, hybrid. We hear that more and more these days. And, and, and you think about it um, with technology. You, you saw a little bit of that starting before the pandemic hit, and, and I think it, it allowed some businesses to be ready for it. But I think as we look into the future, it's going to be more and more of an impact um, when, when we're looking at your your workforce and, and how to really work around that or work through that with them. So when you, when you think about that, what are, what are some advantages um, that you see around that that hybrid workforce? And, and Dan, we'll start with you on, on that. Sure, so I, I mean, there's there's there are a lot of advantages. I mean, you can certainly work from, from anywhere. Um, people don't necessarily have to live in Northeastern Ohio. I mean, they could, they could certainly work remotely um, and, you know, with, with Zoom and all the different technologies that are out there these days, not only are they available, but people know how to use them now after the last year. Um, so that's, that's probably the biggest advantage is you have the ability to be able to be flexible and have people uh, work from different parts. And not only that, if, if they're in the office for half the day, if they have some other responsibilities and things, they're, they're able to, to pick up and work from home too. No, that's great. Um, when you think about that, Yvette, what, what other value do you think this provides employees when, when we look at the, the, the hybrid works environment? Yeah, so most studies are showing that the majority of employees would like to continue to have choice in where they work going forward. So, so many advantages from an employee standpoint, um, some of which revolve around work-life balance, as Dan kind of alluded to. And I think the pandemic has sort of brought those things into light a little bit more you know we've spent a lot more time with our families and really gotten down to like what's most important to people and so i think having that balance and the ability to choose um you know where you're working and when is very attractive to employees yeah in in when we, when we talk about our, our workforce um you know, like the hybrid work environment can, can provide a lot of opportunity um when you're looking at hiring new people um, I don't know, maybe comment on that, on how you can use it to your advantage um, when, when looking at new employees. Yeah, definitely opening up the, the talent pool and having access to employees, um, you know, from anywhere is something that could be really enticing to employers for sure. Yeah. Dan, do you have anything else that you'd like to comment on that as far as? No, I, I think that, I mean, is I, I agree with what she's saying. I think the, the flip side of it is, you know, you look at a lot of them when you bring on a new hire and how do you train them and, and what do you, you know, how, how do they learn the culture of the company? I think that's, that's probably one of the tougher parts and, and things that we're trying to work through as well as others. But certainly the flexibility, I mean, we live in Northeastern Ohio, um, you know, of days where it snows in April. <laughs> so there's certainly better parts of the, of the world where people like to live and if they can work remotely and, and still be able to do a great job and not actually be here, it really opens up your whole, uh, pool of people for where you can hire from. Yeah. And, and you mentioned a, a, a key thing, culture, and, and trying to maintain that culture. And you, you said that's a challenge for you and in, in your organization. Are there any things that you guys are, are doing that's out of the norm or, or anything special to try and maintain that culture working in a, in a virtual environment? Yeah, so with, with our office, um, we, we actually, ironically, we built a new office and we moved in last March. Um, so we did bring the bulk of our workforce back um, and, and it was just based on you know, the, the accounts receivable, accounts payable and different things that we had. We almost had to bring them back. Um, but I, I think there's other opportunities and other, other 
businesses and different things that, that allow people to be able to work remotely a little better. And, and Dan, you mentioned culture. I think that's one of the challenges working in a, in a virtual environment is, is how do you maintain that culture or, or develop it with new employees when they're working remotely? I don't. Do you, you guys have any thoughts or, or like in your organization any tricks on the, on that or, or ideas on how you can develop or maintain that culture? Yeah. So I, I, I mean, I think that's probably Kevin one of the most difficult things that all businesses right now are, are wrestling with is how do we, you know, with without having the water cooler talk and bringing people in and, and just understanding your 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 culture and how they work and, and training people and, and them learning about your your company. When you bring them in new, I think that's probably the most difficult. I mean, I think the key to it is probably just being transparent as you can, and and building that trust even with them remotely, and just trying to true to get that across to them somehow. But it's it's definitely a challenge of of how to create the culture remotely. Yeah, I, I know one thing we try to do in in certain departments at at Westfield is we try and create opportunities for the teams to get together and still like. I don't say network, but team build, because I think it's important to have that synergy in certain roles or, or certain responsibilities um, when you're working together as a team. And it just creates more efficiency and I, and I think uh, maybe a little bit of competition too and, 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 and ways to um, share ideas and, and thoughts on, on how to solve problems or, or go after new opportunities. So I think that's something important to keep in mind is, is even though we're virtual, if there is opportunities maybe to, to get together um, safely, uh, as a team, look for those opportunities to, to do that. Um, one of the challenges is, is you're coming into an organization, especially if you're a, a millennial, um, is, is, is getting recognized um, in, like, for the work that you're doing. And then as you're looking to advance or build your career, how do you do that virtually and, and, and be able to, to go um, and, and, I don't know, just expand your horizons? So. Yvette, I don't, do you have any thoughts on that that, that you can share with, with yeah, our Yeah, that's, that's a really great question and I think a tricky one to answer. So we talk so much about hybrid workplace and what that's going to look like, but the truth of the matter is a lot of it has not been put into practice yet um, because of COVID. So it's an evolving um, you know, experiment to see how that's going to work exactly. But one thing I've been hearing a lot about is having um, environments within the workplace that are equitable, meaning that they include people that are working remotely as well as people that are in person. So that's one of the changes. I know we're going to talk a little later about um, the physical workplace, but that's one of the changes that we're seeing is bringing those environments and making sure that they're environments that cater to both virtual and in person. You know, one of the challenges with a hybrid work environment is the virtual meetings. And, and it seems like what used to be a casual conversation or telephone call now becomes a scheduled virtual meeting that is between many people. And, and you almost hear the concept that people are getting zoomed out um, just from all the virtual meetings that they are having or have to have. And, and I think one of the challenges too is, is if you're in a hybrid in working environment, is there's there's no more that downtime, the travel time, or anything between meetings, and, and meetings get get placed side by side by side, where a lot of times there's there's no breaks in between them, or, or chances to to do some thinking or, or or catching up on on daily tasks. So when we talk about zoomed out, I don't, have you guys experienced that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, certainly. I mean, I've experienced it myself, and I, I think several of us uh, have have experienced the zoomed out, um, even on 
some different boards and, and conventions and things I used to do go to, they're now doing Zoom conferences. And that seemed to work last year, but this year I, I think there's, there's a lot of difficulty with people signing up for those for the second time around. I think people are looking to get back into to just getting out and seeing and meeting with people. So hopefully the vaccines will help with some of that. And I think that's one of the biggest issues that when you look at at just working remotely versus doing some kind of a hybrid where you're at least going in and meeting with people and talking to them and, and you have that downtime and you're not just going from Zoom call to Zoom call. I, I really think that's the way that things are gonna start and move where it will be somewhere in between that, that hybrid and not necessarily all remote. And that's probably one of the biggest reasons why. It's just difficult to, to constantly be on Zoom calls. Yeah. No, I agree. Yvette, do you have anything else you'd like to add to that? or? Yeah, so we've been um, back in, in the office since last summer, actually. So we're a smaller group. We have about 25 architects and designers. And for us, it is so critical to our business to be collaborating and be there with each other. Um, another big thing we see is mentorship, you know, in our industry is the younger people are constantly learning from, you know, the people around them. So it was um, important for us to get back as quickly as we could. So I think we're not quite as zoomed out as maybe the, the folks that are still remote, but yeah. You know, as we talk about um, a virtual work environment or, or hybrid work environment, one of the benefits it can be is, is for some businesses to maybe transition some of their open positions to that. I know one of the challenges I hear a lot of times from, from businesses is finding those qualified employees or candidates to fill those open positions. So if you're able to transition them more to a virtual uh, position, it'll just broaden that, that the, it'll broaden that whole opportunity to hire more of a diverse employee base. And I know one thing at Westfield, and I know a lot, a lot of companies are doing the same thing, is with DE&I um, initiatives around that, that's just a better opportunity to, to open that up and, and get a, a broader diverse employee um, base to, to come and, and just help benefit the, the, the company overall. Now, when we think about space, and I, and I know you guys are, will have a lot of comments on this, and we look at what the future of that work environment is going to look like. And, and if that, I, I want to ask you this, especially in, in your uh, role as an architect, what are, what are, what are people looking at for, for designs for future workspace? Uh, like, what, are they asking questions around that now and, and looking towards that? I think I think they are, and I think it. The, they're starting out with how has the work, the function of the workplace changed, and you know one of the big things is that you know it, that might have been the best place for heads down work prior to to COVID or prior to all of these these changes we've been talking about, but now people are coming to the workplace to be together and to collaborate and share ideas. And it's also the best place, as we've kind of gotten into too, is to build culture and maintain the culture. So it's kind of rather than looking at the space and you know how does it need to change, you first need to kind of take a look at, okay, what, what are we trying to accomplish in the office and how has that changed for us? Um, another thing is, you know, you talked about Zoom and being Zoomed out. So we know that virtual meetings are most likely here to stay. And so workplaces are needing to change a little bit in terms of technology to make sure that we have rooms that, you know, especially in an open office environment where people can go and have those Zoom calls. And then, like I was saying before about the equitable spaces, so making sure that you can include both remote 
workers as well as people that are in person. No, that's great. That's all great information. How important is it to get employee feedback when, when you're looking at designing that new space for the future? That's really interesting that you asked that. And a lot of the companies that we've been talking to in our research are going to their employees and asking about their preferences. And what's so interesting is that the preferences are changing. So, you know, if you ask them at the start of the pandemic and then, you know, periodically through, it's definitely changed and ebbed and flowed. But we definitely think that asking employees is a great way to start out. And again, just being fluid and being flexible and knowing that things are going to change. We're not through this yet. And you know, so many companies haven't returned to the office yet, so there still will be change. Okay, great. Dan, in, in, in your role, as you're like providing space for, for companies, what are you starting to see um, them looking for as, as they're looking at the future of their needs? Sure, so it's, it's interesting. I think a lot of people are, are really going through that process right now. They're trying to determine, you know, what, what are we gonna do? And, and they're working with people like Yvette to try to figure that out. Because what we're seeing is, is, ironically, we're not seeing a lot of activity in the office uh, segment of the market. A lot of people thought, you know, everybody be downsizing and pulling out. But even when leases are coming up and they're coming due right now, a lot of companies, and, and even especially the larger ones, aren't downsizing even though they're not using that space. And I think that's because they're trying to figure out what, what are we gonna do? What's it gonna look like? What are our employees gonna do? Are they gonna work a hybrid schedule or are they gonna work you know, full-time or are they gonna work remote? Um, I, I, there was one thing last week that I was listening on a, different, on a, on a webinar and it came out and, and they said if a person isn't going to work remotely more than three days a week, then they probably can't decrease the size of their office. And then also how are you gonna get into if you're going to keep the same office space or you're going to shrink it down and somebody's going to work in the same spot, how are you going to go about cleaning and taking care of those spaces in between people? So I think there's a lot to think about and a lot of companies are trying to, to work through that right now. Yeah, it seems like you have to be flexible when you, when you think about that and, and look to the future because things are going to change. We've, we've had to deal with a lot of change in a short period of time and I think we're going to continually see change as more information comes out and, and, and more and more people are, are getting vaccinated or, around uh, COVID and just how things are, are reacting overall um, in, 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 the, in the country. Now, I think the next thing we have to figure out and, and think about is how do we start bringing more people back and do that in a safe manner? Uh, we, we, we talked about the benefits of people working uh, together and, and, and getting together, but as, as we think about coming back to work, like how do we do that in, in a safe way? And Yvette, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think, um, you know, as we've been discussing, being flexible is very important, both in terms of everyone's comfort level with coming back and you know their personal circumstances with schooling and kids and all those different dynamics that we've all had to to deal with um, i think phasing is obviously a good way to to bring people back and um, try to do it in groups you know that's how we did ours last summer it worked out really well for us um, and just kind of you know do a slow transition it's slow to start but um, gaining momentum as you go and you definitely learn things about what needs to change within the office and then you know you can kind of grow and expand with that. Yeah, great. Dan, do you have 
Any other thing you'd like to add to that as we're bringing people back? Yeah, I mean, I, I, th I think the same thing is, is just phasing them in. We actually built a new office in the middle of pandemic and moved at the end of last March of 2020, which was, was kind of interesting. And a lot of what we did is we have about 60 people at our corporate office. We started with 10 and we gradually added people. And I think the key there too was, was the flexibility. We had some people on our team that, that might have had children or, or it was difficult for them for various reasons to work at home. And we kind of pulled them and said, you know, who really wants to come back quickly? And we tried to get phase them in quicker. And then we had others that just weren't comfortable. And we worked with them and we still have some that are, are remote. Um, but for the large part, at least in our particular instance, um, the bulk of them wanted to come back. I, th I think they, they just like the culture and being around everybody. Um, so we're back, I'd say, probably over 90%. Okay. Now, as we look to the future um, and we're bringing people back, how important will it be to offer, and we talked about flexible, a flexibility to allow them to work from home for who knows how long it could be, or, or provide them that hybrid role, because if they don't, they may leave to go somewhere else that's gonna provide them that opportunity. Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting point and something we've heard from a lot of businesses in our research on these topics is, you know, it's being offered as a benefit now and employees actually value that in some cases more than they do salary. So it's a very important benefit. Um, and so I think a lot of companies, even ones that maybe were a little slow to or a little um, hesitant to adapt to to hybrid work are even considering it just for those reasons, making sure they can attract and retain talent. Yeah, that, that's that's a, a great analogy. And one thing I, I think, especially as you look at the millennials joining the workforce, a, a key driver for them is work-life balance. Um, it, it, it's not like the old days when people worked 80 hours a week to, to get ahead, they're, they're more focused, gonna be focused on that, that work-life balance. Um, Dan, do you have any thoughts on, on around that and, and the flexibility or, or the need to be flexible as you're looking at developing your workforce? Yeah, I mean, especially on the, on the Danbury senior living side, we have a little over 1,100 employees on that side of the business. And, you know, we're, it, it's difficult to hire people right now. And I think even before the, the pandemic, we were looking at, at, at ways to, to be more flexible and, and allow them to, to, to work on their own time. I think the key is just to have, have the trust in your employees and have, you know, that, that they're, you're comfortable with their work and, and you can measure and make sure that they're, they're doing what's, what's needed for your business to move forward. I mean, as long as we're comfortable with what they're doing, um, I, I, we're, we can be flexible, they can work remotely. Um, and most, I think, I think most business have a ways to evaluate and look over their employees and make sure that they're, they're doing a good job. And those are, those are great comments. And, and I think when we look at the future of work and, and what that environment's gonna look like, it's, it's, it's gonna evolve, it's, it's, it's gonna change. So you know, like the past has really caused some changes and, and fast forward it and, and force us to adopt things a lot sooner. But I think it's something that's gonna be around with us for a long time and, and it probably won't go back to the way it was. So we mentioned a lot here about being flexible. And I think that's gonna be key as, as we look into the futures. How are we, how are we how do we design this and, and be flexible? But we have to keep our employees' like, interest in mind. And I think it's gonna be important getting feedback from them as, as we look to, to, to develop it. But 
at the end, it's how do you maintain that culture? Um, you know, like the culture is really a lot of times what, what drives that business and, and why, why employees go there, why they stay there and, and they want a career there. So how do you maintain that culture or, or maybe even develop a new culture that keeps part of the old culture, but then, then you know, like has a new, a new um, position to it um, as we go forward. So we covered a lot of material today about the future of, of work and, and what that workspace could, could look like. Is there any last thing that you guys want to, either one of you want to tell our audience or, or give advice on that um, before we before I end our episode here today? I'll start with you, Yvette. Um, Just another thing that we're seeing a lot of is a focus on uh, mental health and uh, physical health and how can the, the workplace respond to that. Um, you know, we're seeing a lot of, you know, and this is, again, something that was going on pre-pandemic, but um, as people look at their workspace, they are looking for ways to entice their employees back. And having opportunities for physical wellness is, is a great place to start with that. So I actually have a client right now who's considering putting a, a golf simulator in their office. So um, I think they'll have a lot of happy employees, but just creative solutions like that, I think we'll be seeing a lot more of that. No, that's good and, and, and interesting. I, I like the idea of having a, a, a golf simulator at, at work. Uh, Dan, is there anything you'd like to, to add? I'm just, I'm just hoping the golf simulator ends up close <laughs> to my office so I can go over and use it. But no, I, I, think, uh, I, you know, I think a lot's changing when you, when you look at the office environment. It's, it's interesting. The, you know, I think leading up to this, everything was about what they were doing on the West Coast. It was open spaces and collaboration and and everything. I think it's going to be interesting to see now that you have, uh, when you had COVID and a pandemic, how it's going to change. I mean, I think probably a lot more outdoor space potentially. Um, I know that's a big thing that even in, the, in a couple people that are looking for office spaces right now are, are really looking at how much exterior space or can we put a deck out there or can we do something. So I think the, the office environment especially is going to going to change quite a bit out of this no that's 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 all good thoughts and and, and we talk about that open space concept or, or like an environment where they're able to gather safely outside and, and and still be able to whether it's team building or just to get together and 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 socialize i think that's going to be key um when we look into the future so you know at, at this time we always uh give our guests an opportunity to talk about what's on your watch list so something that is uh, of important or top of mind that you'd like to talk about here or, or let our audience know and dan we'll, we'll go with you um, sure so I, I think the biggest thing that's that's on my mind these days and and making a lot of us in business a little nervous about is we're seeing inflation for the first time and, and where's that going to go? I mean, if you look at, at building right now, I, I look at lumber up over 1,300. I look at steel is drastically uh, up and, and lead times on materials. And, and it's really across all segments. It's not only building. I mean, you look at cars, you look at boats, you look at everything. Um, you're just seeing a steep incline in, in prices. And some of that is, is driven from the pandemic because they shut down factories and different things. But I think that's the big question is where's, where's that going to go? Um, and it will be interesting to see over the next year. Yeah, we, we talk about that a lot, and especially when you, you know, like introduce so much uh, stimulus into the economy in a short period of time, um, that 
creates you know, like issues with supply and demand. And, and whenever you have uh, too much demand and not enough supply, you're going to see the same thing happen with, with prices. So um, definitely something we monitor um, closely at, at the bank and, and looking at the, in the future at. Uh, Yvette, what's, what's something that's uh, top of mind for you? Yeah, so uh, a lot of things, but the one that's coming to mind is um, I've heard a lot of discussion about how the pandemic has really legitimized and normalized remote work, which is very meaningful to people who are trying to juggle a lot of, a lot of different things, like um, particularly women. And it's creating a more equitable footing for them to be on, having that, that be... Um, Having a more flexible option has really created a, a lot of equality there. So I think that's a, a great thing, a great blessing um, to come out of the pandemic and something that I'm watching closely and see how that unfolds. No, that's, those are, that's a great point. And, and I guess like as, as employers are looking to like hire new employees, this is a great opportunity. Um, and we mentioned before to, to, to look for diverse qualified candidates and then maybe even look at a, at a broader geographic footprint than normally what they would have looked at in the past. So well, I want to thank you both for, for joining me today and in, in, in talking about the future of work and, and what that workspace environment could look like or may look like in the future and, and how do we prepare for that. So again, I want to thank you both for, for joining me today. Thanks for having Thanks, us. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah. Sharing Knowledge is brought to you by Westfield Bank. Hosted by Kevin Vondro, Chief Lending Officer. From the imagination and creativity of Chris Van Osdale, Elise Love, Suzanne Favre, Corinne Wilson, a marketing communications strategist at Westfield Bank. Produced, edited, and mixed by Shark and Minnow. To learn more, visit westfield-bank.com. Sharing knowledge and shedding light on the financial industry to empower financial freedom. Before we sign off today, we want feedback from you, our audience, on what conversations and topics have been most valuable to you, and then also what topics you'd like to see us cover in the future. To participate, please click on the survey below and fill out the short survey. And as always, thank you for joining us. The Sharing Knowledge series of videos, podcast episodes, articles are for informational purposes only and is not intended to serve as legal, tax, financial investment, accounting, or regulatory advice. Opinions expressed and third-party information shared herein do not reflect the opinions of Westfield Bank, Westfield Group, or any of its subsidiaries or affiliates. The information shared does not constitute nor is intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any product or service. Testimonials may not be representative of the experience of other customers and are not guarantees of future performance or success. Bank products and services provided by Westfield Bank, member FDIC, an equal opportunity lender.